You just think we just, you know, whatever happens, we just shit another player. I and everything's going to be perfect. All of our fans think that. You all think that. That's what you write about. Unacceptable in all areas. Unacceptable coaching, unacceptable playing, unacceptable effort, not what we're about. You don't want to be here. There's a specific reason. Not really, you know, I think we did a poor job recruiting. If guys are coming in and immediately walking out the door because it was something different than what they thought it would be. We lied to them during recruiting or we sold them on a dream that wasn't true. Like I said, coach our kids to, to do the right thing. And, uh, you know, play with poise, play with confidence, play with dignity, play with class. At the same time, we're not going to take anyone's shit either. As we want to be a big, fast, dominating, aggressive, relentless football team that nobody in the SEC wants to play. Now, that's all, sir. It's second in the West, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't like getting it. It's the only time we're ever getting excited about second. From now on, it's first, okay? No, I want to do is fucking eat. I want you to eat. I want you to eat. I want you to want this shit. Do you want it? Do you want it? Show me. Bunch of this did it again. Welcome in to the latest episode of That SEC Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Hey, Shane, fired up for the weekend. And of course, we can't get there until we made our official picks. So this is going to be a picks Friday podcast, buddy. I'm ready to do it. How about you? <laughs> I'm ready, man. We're shooting this one a little early. Uh, obviously, I cannot drink a beer before I go to work. Last time I did that, got in a little trouble. So uh, this one, what we're going to do is uh, sober, sober Friday, man. So just hang out with us. We've got some good picks coming, though. Well, I never agreed to this sober Friday. This is my day off here, Shane. <laughs> All right, Shane, before we get into our actual picks for uh, the games that have uh, against FBS competition, Shane, I just wanted to get your thoughts on, uh, you know, we got quite a few cupcakes here in the SEC. Thankfully, this is going to be the last real weekend with a lot of these cupcake games, but uh, let's just get your uh, one thought on each of these games, because obviously we're going to be picking the SEC to win all these cupcake games. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's just go starting in order here, Shane. LSU hosting Northwestern State. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on this game? A couple things. I want to see. I want to keep seeing the aggressive play calling. I know that you don't want to show too much against a team like Northwestern State, but you also don't want to take your foot off the gas. You know, you you created something. You rolled with it last week at Texas. It's worked. Uh, I still want to see the up-tempo. Um, I definitely want to see this game out of hand before half, and that way we can get some of these younger players in uh, because I still think that they're looking for a little depth there at receiver. Mm -hmm. And for me, Shane, obviously the defense did not perform that well last week against Texas on the road. And not only did they not perform that well, Shane, some of those guys were – just going down, it seemed like every other series here in the second half, and we weren't used to that heat. So I really want to see, this is the type of game where you're going to get a lot of the backups in the game. You're going to see a lot of third stringers in the game. I want to see what these defensive reserves have to do, because it, it looks like either some of them are going to have to step up and play at times, or mm -hmm. just create some quality depth when the games really count. So I, I know everyone's excited about the offense, and they deserve to be. 
I, I mean, I've said it on this podcast. I think Joe Burrow is the Heisman front runner after two weeks, <laughs> but I don't really care to see that against Northwestern State. We we expect to see that, so uh, I'll just be I'll be eyeing those reserves on defense for me. Yeah, get them IVs out, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shane, next game up here, Ole Miss is hosting Southeastern Louisiana. That's uh, 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central kick on SEC Network. What's uh, one thing you'll be looking for from this matchup? (sighs) Matt, I want to see him come out and work off what we saw last week. Uh, Last week he he felt a little bit more comfortable there in the pocket, and I want to see that chemistry with the receivers to continue to grow uh because this is a this is a good tune-up game for them and and uh, i that's i guess out of everything that's what i'm looking forward to most mm-hmm. uh, now one name that we've not talked a lot about this season because he's not done terribly a whole lot but there was a lot of hype of him coming into the season shane this is going to be the game where i think jerry on ely has to kind of have his college breakout because we've seen Scotty Phillips. We know he's a good runner. He was the star of the show there last week against Arkansas. And I'm not saying that Ely has to surpass Phillips, but I think they're going to need both these guys if they're going to continue to have success in the SEC. So you got to get going against a team like Southeast Louisiana. Uh, And so that's kind of my main thing on this one. I really just want to see Jerrion Ely and this five-star talent it needs to shine in a game like this. Yeah, for sure. All right, Shane. Texas A&M's hosting Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> this game's at uh, seven o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Central on ESPNU. What what are you gonna be looking at from these uh, fighting Jimbo's here, Shane? <sighs> Lamar, isn't that a isn't that a singer? You know. <laughs> I... <laughs> Uh, he'd have more fight up there than these than this uh, university, but a couple things. Obviously, the running back situation is is open, and uh, I want to see who emerges. Who's 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 going to be protecting Mon back there when he backs up for a pass? So that is probably the biggest thing I'm looking at. Uh, another side note is just added depth, a little bit like what you were talking about with uh, with LSU there. You know they're they got some tough games coming up, and they're gonna have to they're gonna need more from these freshmen and uh, sophomores. And I want to see who steps up, who's who's who has the ability to step in uh, when it when it counts in a big time game. You know, mm-hmm. for me, Shane, I really want to see you know similar to what you're saying about the running game, but I want to see this offensive line. I think they kind of I don't want to say got manhandled because that's not the right word, but they just kind of got shown up there in Clemson. That's so much to be expected on the road against the number one team in the nation. But how are they respond to that? Obviously, against Lamar, they should manhandle Lamar. So I want to see that. Uh, that's that's kind of what I have my eye on because I think this is another one where Kellen Mon. I don't think he's going to play the entire game. I mean, hopefully not. So mm-hmm. uh, got to get the backup quarterback some action too there. For the Aggies, so that I guess the offensive line and the backup quarterbacks is kind of what I'll be looking out for versus Lamar. Okay. All right, Shane. How about this barn burner? Missouri hosting Southeast Missouri, <laughs> <laughs> and this one is uh, this is a night game, Shane. Seven thirty Eastern time, six thirty Central. Again on SEC Network. Uh, what do you be looking for here? 
man, week three is rough, ain't it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if you had a wedding that you had to do in the fall, I hope it's early on week three because some of these games, the you know, I honestly I don't know what to look forward to this thing. Uh, I saw I saw quite a bit last week from Mizzou. I I saw the Missouri that that we were expecting to see all off season uh, show up. So. I guess I, I don't want to see a letdown, obviously, but if you're looking for like one piece of something, I, I want to see a defensive shutdown, man. I want to see these guys not allow any points because a team like Southeast Missouri University Prep School <laughs> should not be able to score against Missouri. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going to go as well, Shane. I want to see that Missouri defense stay aggressive. They really got showed up in that first game against Wyoming, and then they turn around, come back home, and just dominate West Virginia. And it and it starts with that defense because uh, it, it seems like Kelly Bryant in this offense is going to be clicking on all cylinders all season. But once you get into SEC play, there's a lot of quarterbacks that can kill you. There's a lot of running backs that, that'll get you. Uh, Missouri's got to get this thing fine-tuned because SEC play is just around the corner for them. So I yep. just I just want to make sure that they're they keep that aggressive edge and uh, it's not, it wasn't just a response to losing the first game against Wyoming. They need to keep that and uh, they need to play with that all season long if they're going to do anything because they don't have a ton of stars there. But as long as they play with an edge, I think this is going to be a very dangerous team. For sure. All right, Shane, last one on the docket here. (laughs) I'm sure you're excited about it. Tennessee versus Chattanooga, uh, noon Eastern time, 11 Central on SEC Network. What you going to be looking back uh, for here, Shane? Uh, No more hot videos from UTC, I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) In fact, let's go ahead and run that beautiful clip right now. Last time the Mocs beat UT was 1958, and Eisenhower was president. And Chattanooga wasn't even part of the University of Tennessee system. And you know, Chancellor, my favorite President Eisenhower quote is, it's not necessarily the size of the dog in the fight, but the size of the fight in the dog. And the one thing about those Chattanooga Mocs, baby, we got that dog in us. We're going all the way to Knoxville, Tennessee. And we're going all the way in Neyland Stadium. And we're going to dethrone the balls. And it will no longer be called Rocky Top. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be called Mocky Top. And we're going to bring it all the way back down to Chattanooga, Tennessee. That blue, that gold, that white, too high. Let's go, that blue, that gold, that white, too high. That blue, that gold, that white, too high. (laughs) <laughs> Pretty pathetic, Shane. It seems like these uh, FCS teams think they have a realistic shot here of, of coming into Neyland Stadium and getting a win. Uh, no, not this week, Mike. I really do think what I want to see is, and I don't think we're going to see it with this game, is conservative play calling. I, I think I think Coach is going to come out and he's going to light up UTC just because he wants to – Get the fans off his back. Get the first victory of the season. So, you know, a lot of a lot of game script may change toward the end of the game, but I really do think that the Vols come out confident, and I and I think that they come out strong. I want to see. Obviously, the quarterback situation is my biggest concern. So I, I think Garantano is going to come out with starting reps, of course. So we want to see him be productive, but. 
if we can get that lead early, then we can start seeing this backup come in. And that's the one I'm curious about. Ready for this back? Yep. You, it's, you're calling for the backup. You've never even seen him throw a pass, Shane. But that's that's where we're at well, on Rocky Top here. <laughs> for me, Shane, it's, it starts and stops with Garantano because say what you will about him. Yes, he's he's been pretty bad this season. I think if he has two just if he has basically the same performances he had last year where he's not turning the ball over, you know, he's getting it to his receivers occasionally. <laughs> I think Tennessee's probably two and oh right now. Yeah. But they need to so they need to get his head right. I'm not sure it's in the right place. I don't know what's up with him, but he seems to have taken a step backwards. And I guess a team like Chattanooga, you got to figure that they're just going to, you know, they can do whatever they want against these guys. They had the ground game going against BYU for the most part, except for the short yardage situation. Maybe that too, if if Tennessee is probably going to be in some short yardage situations, I want to see them blow Chattanooga off the ball because if they can't do that, Shade, I mean, <laughs> we got trip to Florida next week. And uh, yeah. so they, they just need to get, they just need to get both areas of the football team right. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. And, you know, something Pruitt talked about the offseason was some people practice better than scrimmages and some people scrimmage better than practice. And, you know, when I'm seeing these reports come out this week, they're talking about how great Garantano looks, you know. But have you ever thought maybe he's just good at practice, you know. But I'm hoping that he, he he's able to bring that to the field. Uh, because like you said, I don't know what backs Garantano up. I don't want to wish for something and then it get out there and it'd be a whole, what was that whirly situation down there in Florida where they, I mean, it was like the most God awful performance I've ever seen by a quarterback or is that Peterman? It was no, Pe- Peterman. Remember. Yeah, that was right. Peterman came in. So you never know what's backing up your quarterback. So maybe I shouldn't be wishing that, but I do, I am curious what do we look like back there? So I don't know. That's I guess that's what I'm looking for. And putting this damn game away early, Mike. To be honest with you, I, I'd like to go into a fourth quarter not wonder, worried about my Vols winning a game for once. I right, say one thing here. We got to touch on this before we get into our official picks of the weekend here. Uh, but a uh, bit of news here on Rocky Top. We'll jump to this. Bryce Thompson reinstated. Shane is back on the practice field. On Wednesday, that was, uh, I don't want to say unexpected. I certainly expected it, but I didn't know it was going to come this soon because I know he's got a some kind of court date after the Florida game. Mm-hmm. So let's jump over here to Jeremy Pruitt. And he, he was asked about Bryce Thompson returning to the football team, and uh, then we'll discuss it on the back end. You know, he's been away from the team for three weeks. He's been in school here. Uh, there's still lots of things that's got to go on here uh, with his situation. But, um, you know, he obviously made a mistake. Uh, and he, and But he needs to be around the football team. Uh, he's not practicing three weeks, so he needs to practice just to uh, – it's good for him. Can you play Saturday? Well, it's hard to play when you haven't been practicing, right? It's hard to get in shape. So uh, we've got to build up. We're not going to discuss a plan. I mean, from privacy issues, that that has to um, can't really discuss that. And um, you know, no, there's when you talk about something like this, you don't just make a decision out on your own. You have to consult with people within within our university, and obviously, we have. All right, Shane. So they obviously have a lot of faith in this kid to 
you know, do the right thing moving forward. Uh, what are your thoughts on Tennessee reinstating Bryce Thompson? <sighs> you know, I don't know the situation, Mike. You know, just what I've heard. Everybody's got an opinion on this situation. And honestly, I think he wouldn't be on this team if it were near as bad as it's being portrayed. Don't get me wrong. I, I hope that he's got a short leash and and if something like this ever happens that they yank it and it's the last time we see him. I mean, that's just the kind of attitude you gotta have. But you gotta remember Pruitt's coming from the Saban system. Saban's exact words were, you know, sometimes kids make mistakes and, you know, you want to bring them back, bring them into the fold because do you want them really just going back to, you know, the the neighborhood they came from where they got in trouble to begin with, you know? So that's kind of what this feels like is he wants to bring them in, keep, you know, keep him monitored because when he's not on the team and doing team activities, we don't know what Bryce is doing. And apparently he's an impressionable young man that, that has made some bad decisions in the past. So this one here, I just, you know, I'm keeping my eye on, but it, it doesn't surprise me that he is back, you know? Yeah, this whole time he's been in class. So this, yeah. the school does not deem him a threat, apparently. So if he's not a threat to the team, excuse me, the school, I don't think he's a threat to uh, the team by any means. And hell, Shane, the way things are going, they need him back there. So uh, yeah. I think this is this is a nice boost here for Tennessee, something I expected to happen here. So uh, I, I think, say what you will about the situation, um, I think it says a lot that uh, they're not eager to to just kind of toss away a young man's future based on some ill-advised comments he made. Yeah, for sure. All right, Shay, you ready to get into our official picks for the week three action? Yeah, buddy. Gambling? What's the thing about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. Not only am I picking Toledo to cover, I'm picking Toledo to win outright. I can't kick your ass, me. heard you say that. <laughs> well, he kicked my ass regardless. <laughs> exactly. They're going to beat the brakes off Miami. You watch it. Mike, if Florida wins this damn game, I will sing the fight song Monday. <laughs> it ain't happening, brother. Yeah, orange and blue, waving forever. Forever pride, old Florida. May she droop. Here. I, I forgot to hit record, so you got to do that again. Are you shitting me? No, I'm recording it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shane, let's start with, uh, you know, we always like to go in order of just the game's kickoff times here. Uh, so let's start with, uh, we got a couple nooners, Shane. Let's go with uh, Arkansas State at Georgia. And this is going to be the noon game, Eastern Time, 11 Central, on ESPN2, uh, the Bulldogs. Fighting Bulldogs here, Shane, favored by 32 points. That's a ton of points. Uh, who do you got in this one? Good thing they're getting this out at noon, Mike, so that they got a whole evening to prepare for next week's battle. So I've got Georgia coming out, going up early on Arkansas State. I just still think that Georgia hasn't been tested. They won't be tested. This is just a team on a mission. Doesn't have to show anything. Ain't going to have to show anything against Arkansas State. Uh, got them winning pretty big here. Georgia, 49. Arkansas State, 14. So I got Georgia covering the spread. Ooh. All right, Shane. We're, we're, our scores are pretty close here. 
Uh, I got the Bulldogs winning, of course, but uh, I've got it 48-17. to 17. So I like, mm. uh, I like old Arkansas State to get that backdoor cover. And I'll tell you why, Shane, Arkansas State's got a lot of good receivers. they got a high-explosive offense. Yes, I know they lost to SMU, but uh, that was when their coach was not with the team. Uh, coach Anderson, he's an outstanding coach. He's one of the better coaches in the Sun Belt. I think this Arkansas State program is currently the best football program in the state of Arkansas. Based on the struggles of the Razorback program at this point, I don't think that's much of a stretch to say. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, obviously Georgia, they could destroy this team, but this could be another one where they get some of these backups in. They got a lot of, you know, young players on the defense. They got some backup quarterbacks. They need to get some experience. So I like Georgia, kind of like you. I, I actually think Arkansas State could keep it close for a quarter, maybe even a half here. But uh, Georgia pulls away, and then once they get those reserves in, I like the backdoor cover. 32 points is just a ton to give up to a quality program here like Arkansas State. So I obviously like Georgia, and I'm going to Arkansas State just to cover those 32. All right, Shane, second noon game on the docket here. Mississippi State hosting Kansas State. And Mississippi State, Shane, is a a 7.5-point favorite. Uh, This is a team that they handled last season. And uh, how about this, Shane? It's something I had kind of forgotten about leading up to this week, but – Mississippi State, they got that graduate transfer from Kansas State, Isaiah Zuber. Mm. He weighed in on facing his old teammates here. When you decided to come here, you know, that game was already on the schedule and things. Just the, the, the lead up to it, did you think about that? The fact that you were going <laughs> to see your guys, I guess, later on? Uh, I mean, you know, that game was always circled just because I went there and everything. You know, it's going to be fun, you know, seeing my guys that I played with and everything like that. It's going to be competitive. I know they're going to be talking some smack, so I'm probably going to talk some smack back and everything like that. But it's going to be a good game. What have everything. they told you this week so far? You tell you as, as far as the coaches? No, no, your, your former teammates. Oh, no, nah, they ain't telling me nothing so far. <laughs> what? I mean, they told me stuff, but stuff I can't see on camera. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shane, so he's fired up. And this is one guy that, uh, you know, I thought would be a big impact to this Joe Moorhead offense so far. Been a, a little slow going here. I believe he's only got three catches on the season, but I think they're working him in uh, slowly. You know, that's that's to be expected when you're a graduate transfer receiver, but this could be a game where he starts to step up before – getting into SEC play. Just thought that was kind of in- interesting little comment. And then Tommy Stevens, Shane, it sounds like, I'm just reading between the lines here, nothing's been official, but as of our recording, Tommy Stevens sounds like he's going to be good to go for this matchup. That's big for the for the Bulldogs here. Otherwise, they're starting a true freshman most likely. Who do you like in this one, considering Mississippi State's favored by 7.5? Oh, Mike, give me more cowbell, baby. I've got touchdown Tommy coming out at I think this is a coming out party, actually. You know, he's been kind of held back here the first few weeks, and I think uh, early you're going to see him cut loose. And uh, obviously he's going to focus on not getting hit, you know, when he's running around. But I do I do expect some good things from that Mississippi State offense. So I've got them winning 28, Kansas State 17. So i got Mississippi State covering the spread. Coming out party indeed, Shane. Yes, sir. I got something similar. I got Mississippi State winning 35, Kansas State 20. 
And uh, I'll tell you why, Shane, because I really think a lot of the, the attention is on Tommy Stevens for sure. But uh, the real challenge for Kansas State in this one is going to be corralling Kylan Hill, who's just, I mean, he's playing like a man possessed right now. And this Bob Shoop, Bob Shoop's defense, I thought they really t- took some nice strides there between week one to week two. If they can do that once again, I don't think, you know, Kansas State's going to score some points on them. I, I got Kansas State scoring 20, but I just don't think that's going to be near enough to handle this balanced Mississippi State offense. This is kind of, this is what Joe Moore had said he would be bringing, and he's, and he's finally got it, because when they're 50-50 like this, it just makes it that much tougher to defend. The receivers mm-hmm. are playing out of their mind. The best football I've seen Mississippi State receivers play since about 2014-2015, so uh, I don't know. Everything's going right in Starfield right now, and I like them to get this big win before getting into SEC play. Okay. All right, Shane, we're going to take a break from the picks here and let the listeners know that we're proudly presented by MyBookie.ag, the online sports book, Shane. This is my go-to online sports book, and it should be for the listeners as well. And I'll tell you why, Shane, because uh, right now, all our listeners, if they go to MyBookie.ag, and use the promo code that S E C. That's T H A T S E C. That S E C. MyBookie.ag will match your first deposit up to a thousand dollars. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And not only can you do obviously a single game, you can do parlays. You can do. Three teams, five teams, ten teams. I always recommend three teams. I mean, if you're going to go crazy and do something (laughs) like ten, just put a couple bucks on it because those are so hard to do. But three teamers, those are a little bit more realistic to hit. Uh, Go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code, that SEC. You'll get uh, your first deposit matched by mybookie.ag. I don't know, Shane. I just think it's a great idea. And also, listeners, if you do not know this, if your bet's losing at halftime, you can go to the other side and <laughs> bet the other way. So that, w- that way you won't lose any money. Uh, mybookie.ag allows you to do that, Shane. So I just think that's pretty neat. And uh, for someone such as yourself, I think that's a, that's a handy tool because you never know when that <laughs> lock of the week is, <laughs> is broken by halftime. So just... Consider that next time you put a, a wager down, you can go over to mybookie.ag and match whatever you did in the first half. Throw it on the other team in the second half. You'll you'll break even that at least that way. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Heck, if you would have put a thousand dollars last week on LSU, like Shane said, you'd be walking around with an extra thousand dollars. Actually, two thousand because they match. So, I mean, you're welcome. <laughs> Exactly. So there you have it, Shane. MyBookie.ag online sportsbook. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, Shane, next game on the docket here, the big uh, CBS game here. Alabama at South Carolina, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central on CBS. Uh, Alabama, big favorite in this one, Shane. 25 and a half point favorites. Who do you like in this one? Oh, Mike, you know, the more I think about this game, the more I get excited about college football you know here you got a true freshman the potential golden goose coming out for the Gamecocks and you got Alabama that hasn't had any competition until this week but unfortunately I still think Alabama is just too talented for the South Carolina team I've got Alabama winning 38 South Carolina 14 Mm. what's the spread on this one 25 and a half. 
Yeah, I've got South Carolina covering the spread at least. <laughs> Man, you sounded so fired up for this game, and then you're like, yeah, it's going to be a damn blowout. Yeah, if it's got that, you know what it's got? That Georgia South Carolina feel of last year, you know? I was just so excited about that game. I thought it was going to be a close one. And then, you know, granted, the game's in Columbia, which probably why I've got it close in the spread. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm hoping for a competitive game. I hope I hope the Gamecocks come out and do every bag of trick they have to, to make this a ball game and potentially win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they better bring that bag of trick, Shane. <laughs> All right, let me let me start that one. That right trico over. bag. Hey, these more. That's tr- <laughs> oh man, mornings aren't for me, Mike. I'm telling you right now. I've done said it once. I'm looking for the coming out party of the golden goose, Mister One Halinski. And I think he's got. I, I think if you're a South Carolina fan, you're excited about the future. And honestly, I wish. I, I really do. I wish that South Carolina would have started him week one because I think he would be more prepared going into this Alabama match. He was, he was, I mean, he looked like he could make no mistakes last week, but this is the Crimson Tide man. And Nick Saban's going to be dialing up some stuff that he ain't even seen. He There's nothing on film on it because that's what Saban does, man. And he's going to try to get to the quarterback, try to rattle him. And I just don't think with the youth of Helensky, I, I think, again, the future's bright, but I just don't think he's ready right now for a game like this. So I've got South Carolina losing, Alabama winning 38-14. But I do got South Carolina covering the spread. Mm-hmm. Well, Shane, you did a lot better that time, but you still are way off the mark. Yes, South Carolina's going to be hyped up for this game expectations I think are low for the upset but I'd like him to reach into that bag of tricks Shane the carry on joiner I think that he's going to be an X factor in this game I think he's going to be playing all over the field Shane and he's going to be quarterback he's going to be receiver you know I think they'll use him in kind of like a wildcat as well I know there's a lot of hype on Halinski you know these freshman quarterbacks these days in college football, it just doesn't even seem to matter that they're freshmen. And I think it's the way that they're brought up in the high school system on the seven-on-seven circuit and then in these All-American camps and then particularly when they get to school early and get there for spring like Halinski did. It, it just doesn't really seem to matter that they're freshmen. So I don't think that's going to phase him. I think he's ready for this. This is why he came to South Carolina and this is why uh, when, G- when a senior quarterback that uh, there was a lot of high hopes for goes down, I mean, South Carolina's offense didn't miss a beat. They got better. So I'm not saying he's going to come out and throw for seven touchdowns against Alabama, but I think they're going to keep up with them all day long. Uh, the- Alabama's got a lot of freshmen on this defense. They'd never been in a road game before, Shane. And uh, so I think Alabama will win it, but South Carolina's going to come very close I think it's going to be 38-30. to 30. So it's basically a one-score of the game there for the Gamecocks. And uh, that that's kind of something Nick Saban hit on here in his, his Wednesday evening presser. He's a little – he's questioning whether his team can play a c- complete game, and I'm kind of right there with him. How is this team gelled from a chemistry standpoint, and do you feel like you're back up to the Bama factor that you talked 
talked about in the preseason? Well, I, I don't think that's something that you can evaluate until the season's over because I think you evaluate it on how you sustain it over time. I'm not disappointed in where this team is from you know a character and attitude standpoint. I don't think we played a complete game yet, uh, which is some indication that we're not where we need to be. Um, so, and I think it's going to be important that we learn how to focus for 60 minutes and play a complete game. I'm not disappointed in the chemistry of our team. I'm not disappointed in the leadership of our team. Um, you know, we have a really good bunch of guys on this team who are trying to do the right things, and I think that's a good start. Uh, but I think you don't evaluate that until the full body of work is in because a big part of that is how can you sustain it throughout the course of the season. All right, Chase, so that, that right there is kind of something that I'll be interested in seeing. If Alabama does not play their best game for four quarters here, and I don't think they will. It's going to be muggy. It's going to be hot. They thought uh, noon games in Tuscaloosa were bad, Shane. Wait till they get uh, 3.30 in Columbia. And I believe, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is accurate, Shane, this is the only stadium in the SEC that Nick Saban has not won at. Uh-oh. So that's that's something to something to consider, Shane. This is a little house of horrors here for Nick Saban. I, I think he's only 0-1, <laughs> but there you go. I mean, that's if you if that's your record against Nick Saban, you're doing better than just about everybody else. So you're saying South Carolina is the only state he hasn't won at? No, the Williams Bryce Stadium is the only stadium oh. in the SEC. He's not he's not come away oh. with a victory. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, that's. That's big news there, I guess, you know. That's an interesting <laughs> stat as Saban would say. Where'd you dig that one up at, Mike, you know? <laughs> oh, man. That is interesting. I mean, well, I mean, they're in the West, so hell we – okay. Yeah, we'll go with it. That sounds good. Put that on the headline. <laughs> All right, Shane, let's jump to uh, the 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central Time game on SEC Network. Colorado State, Shane, at Arkansas – Arkansas favored by 10, and old Nick Starkle, Shane, says they're going to give it to him. Uh, we really just take it one game at a time, and so, you know, none of them, I guess, mean more in terms of, like, revenge, stuff like that, but, you know, we're going we're gonna to give it to him. All right, Shane, I love to see this little this swagger here from the new Arkansas quarterback. I think this is what they desperately, desperately need there in Fayetteville. Uh, what what are your thoughts on this one, considering the 10-point spread? Who do you got winning it? I think Starkle is the guy, man, you know. I, I think they should have started with him all along, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. And here we are, as Morris would say, week three, wondering if uh, I made the right decision or not. The problem with starting Starkle in week three is this is his true first game, and it's against a Colorado State that has potential putting points up. You know, if you look at some of the games they played this year, they've got a quarterback just as good. So my concern with Arkansas is if this thing did get any type of shootout, that can Chavis's defense hold up? And I'm, I'm not willing to do that right now. Arkansas has got to prove it to me, and I don't think we're going to see it this week. I've got Colorado State actually upsetting Arkansas 27-21. to 21. Oh, my God, Shane. <laughs> you just want Chad Morris gone, don't you, Shane? <laughs> no, no, it's not that at all. It's just 
you know, this is self-inflicted, man. If Starkle is your dude, you should start in week one. Now, we're, we think about that, Mike. We're going into week three, and this is the first game that he's been able to play start to finish, and who knows if he does finish. Don't be surprised if he has a shitty first half that Ben Hicks ain't in there. You know, that's just what I'm expecting from Arkansas right now. This should have been deciding the offseason. Even though he maybe didn't have a grasp of the full playbook or something like that, they could have dumbed it down with some of the teams they played early this year. And they could have said, you know what? Obviously, this man is more talented, more suited to run this offense. So we're going to play with him because by the time we get to week three, he would have had the playbook. He would have had the experience. He would be a lot more comfortable back there controlling this offense. And and I think they're getting there. And long as they don't have a short leash on them, I think they'll be fine moving forward. But I'm just not. I'm not ready to pull a trigger on it right now, Mike. All right, Shane. I didn't. I didn't need you to take it that deep a dive on your hate for Chad Morris. <laughs> but I, I'll tell you what, Shane. This Colorado State team. There's no chance in hell. This 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 could be my sleeper pick of the week, Shane. Arkansas gonna beat Colorado State, and they're gonna cover, thanks to Nick Starkle being in this lineup. Uh, I don't think there's Colorado State can score near as many points as you do on this John Chavis defense. I'm going to Arkansas 27, Colorado State 13, and now that they got a quarterback in here that can actually challenge the defense down the field can challenge him sideline to sideline with his arm strength i think that's really going to open up the running game too don't forget arkansas has got some outstanding running backs that uh, have not really been able to showcase what they can do i because the, the passing game's just been so inconsistent and i really like trey knox to have his first big game of the season it seems like him and stark will have have a really good rapport those are kind of the been the two remember they had the nike video i mean i thought that was pretty odd when you when you have a nike video and it's Starkle and trey knox and then a lot of people are like hey isn't ben hicks gonna start <laughs> nike's like no, no, let's go with the real quarterback here so keep that in mind shan i think trey knox gonna have his career day and i think it's gonna become a lot because uh they actually got a quarterback that can consistently Get him the ball down the field. Okay. All right, Shane. Late game here. Kent State at Auburn. War damn eagle. 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central on ESPN2. Kent State underdog by 35 points. That's a ton, Shane. Who do you like in this one? Auburn hosting Kent State. I can't believe we had to wait all the way to 7 o'clock to watch this game, Mike, you know? <laughs> <laughs> this, feel, this feels like a nooner, doesn't it? It feels like a nooner. So, um, I like an upset here of a point spread, and that's as far as I'm going. Was it, it is 35, right? 35.5? Uh, it's 35. Oh, no. I got to push, Mike. I've got that's just the Auburn gambling in me. I've got Auburn winning this thing 38, Kent State three, so 35 points. So it's a push. Okay, that's a coward's way out. All right, I see what you're doing there. But uh, for me, <laughs> Shane, I don't know. I, this Auburn offense, not, I'm not hitting the panic button, but this is uh, yet another week where they've kind of struggled a little bit in the passing game. And then last week it was Booby Whitlow kept putting the ball on the ground. Mm-hmm. And the offensive line took them about a half to establish themselves once again. So certainly Auburn is going to win this game. They may even shut Kent State out. I'd like to see that from this defense. They're, they're fully capable of doing that. But I just don't know 
if I have confidence in this Auburn offense to even put up 35 points against a FBS team, certainly not saying they can't do it, but just haven't really seen it. They need to be clicking on all cylinders going into SEC play. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of similar to you. I'm not calling for a push, but I'm calling for Kent State to cover, maybe get a late score on the game. I'm going to say Auburn wins this one 34-7. Give me a touchdown as time expires, Shane, for Kent State to, to cover that spread. I, I want to change my score up, Mike. I'm sorry. I don't want to I don't want to do a push. The more I think about it, I'm going to take the over on Auburn, man. So mm-hmm. instead of 30, 30 what I say, 38 to 3, I'm going to go 42 to 3. I just think the more I think about this. You know, I, I think they're going to try to get the running game going. Obviously, that's going to take a lot of pressure off Knicks. But, you know, they got to get ready, man. Texas A&M's right around the corner. So, I think they open up the playbook a little bit. Uh, because last week, it was kind of embarrassing there at half, you know, with Tulane. Yeah. So, I, I don't think Gus wants to deal with that. I think that they open it up. The defense shuts down uh, shuts down Kent State. So, I'm going to go over. Uh, the more I think about it, 42-3. to three. Yeah, and I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's totally unrealistic either, Shane. Because I think a lot of that Tulane performance, like kind of like we hit on last week, had a lot to do with just playing in the big primetime game against Oregon, and that emotional mm-hmm. win. There was there was bound to be some letdown, so maybe that subsided, and maybe they just come out and just destroy this Kent State squad. Mm-hmm. All right, Shane, big game here, final game of the day, Florida. Coming to Kentucky. It's a sellout crowd. They're not having to sell tickets in Walmart no more because these <laughs> Wildcats are undefeated, coming off a 10 win season, hosting the number nine Gators, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Central on ESPN. Let's throw it to our boy Cash Daniel Shane. <laughs> I don't want to be anywhere else in this world. They're going to battle on this field with all of my brothers. Four freaking quarters. Tough players win. So Cash Daniels fired up. We're fired up for this one. And I'll tell you also who's also kind of fired me up here, Shane. Lynn Bowden. He's planning to wear Terry Wilson's number three jersey Saturday night in honor of the quarterback that's uh, out for the season. I just thought that was kind of an important note. Uh, they really want to show this quarterback love, but they got faith in Sawyer Smith too, Shane. So the question I have for you, do you – how much faith do you have – and Sawyer Smith to get this W here mm-hmm. for Kentucky. Oh, Mike. Can you say upset? Uh oh. <laughs> oh, man. I just, I'm loving everything I'm hearing out of Lexington, even though they don't have a quarterback. How crazy is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I'm that confident in Smith. 
maybe it's just, I don't know, maybe I'm just reading too many damn articles about him and watching too many Dollar General highlights. So uh, <laughs> I may get burnt on this one. But the thing that I, that I love most about it is, you know, something I've hit on in the past. It just feels like this game means more to Kentucky and Florida is expecting to win, if that makes sense. Um, so I've got Kentucky winning this thing, twenty-one, Florida twenty, and a couple a couple other factors that that really changed my mind. Because honestly, I had Florida winning there at first, but there's a couple key injuries on the Florida side of the ball that I that I am worried about. Um, so I, I had to flip it here at the last minute, and maybe Cash Daniels' hot video got me going. So I'm going to go, like I said, Kentucky 21, Florida 20. What say you, Mike? Well, Shane, here's how I see this game. <laughs> when this line <laughs> came out, it was, it was hovering around 11 and a half, 12 points, uh-huh. already down to eight. And that's crucial for me, Shane. And uh, so I'll get into my final pick here. But the way I look at this game, I'm on board with you, Sawyer Smith. He, I mean, from all indications are he may give an aspect to this Kentucky offense that we're, we've not seen under Terry Wilson. And that's not to discredit Terry. I mean, we've already touched on how important he's been to Kentucky's success, but his deep passing game's not always been very consistent. It looks like Sawyer Smith's going to be able to bring that to Kentucky. In this Kentucky offensive line chain, these could be the stars of the day on Saturday night. If they get this win, it's going to be because of these guys. We're, we're talking about Cavassier, Smoke, we're talking about Rodriguez. We already know A.J. Rose, what he did last year and what he's already doing this year. Those are the guys that get the glory, but it's because of this offensive line that they're able to get these holes. I mean, K- Kentucky doesn't even really try to disguise what they're doing. They're just letting you know, we're coming right at your ass. We're going to run it down your throat, and they do mm-hmm. it, and they do it because yeah. of this line. So if they get the win, it's going to be because of this line. It's going to be because of these running backs and Sawyer Smith pushing the ball down the field. This crowd should be rowdy as hell. I think this is going to be the best atmosphere in the SEC this weekend, even better than South Carolina, because I think Kentucky fans have a lot more faith that their team's going to upset the top 10 team. Now, flipping it to the other side, Kadarius Toney, the Gators losing him, that's big, because mm-hmm. I think he, coming into the year, a lot of people probably didn't have him as the Gators' best receiver, and he may not be the best overall one, but he's the biggest X factor. He's the one that can fit in so many different holes in Dan Mullen's offense. We saw him break open in that Miami game, and when he went down to the, against UT Martin, uh, I just I knew that was going to be a bad sign for that offense. Obviously, they didn't need him against UT Martin, and because they're so stacked at receiver, I don't think it's going to kill Florida, but I do think because I got so many other receivers, Shane, I think that's the key mismatch in this game. Florida's receivers and Kentucky's inexperienced defensive backs. I think that could be the backbreaker in the end. Uh, unless Felipe Franks implodes, Shane, which is certainly possible based on everything we've seen about Felipe. I mean, he could have five touchdowns. He could have five interceptions. I would not be surprised one way or the other. <laughs> Having said that, at the end of the day, Shane, I just don't have the confidence in a quarterback that we've never seen at this level to just kind of come in and open up, I guess, a top 10 defense, uh, I guess a defense that is just getting to the quarterback uh, better than 
I think anyone in the nation right now. I know it's UT Martin and, and Miami that had a totally reworked offensive line and freshman quarterback, but so those numbers might be skewed a little bit. If they can protect the passer and run the ball and they can stop Florida from running the ball, they will win this game. But I just, that final piece there with Sawyer Smith, I think by the second half, I just don't know if he's ready for this moment. If he is, I'm going to be, I'll be wrong on this one, Shane. But I like Florida to not only win this game, but they're going to cover. I got the Gators 30, Kentucky 20. That's how I see this one playing out. Hmm. Mike, I didn't know you hated Kentucky so much, but <laughs> here we are. I can't wait. I can't wait till Cash Daniels hears this podcast, Mike. <laughs> hey, we're never going to get him on if I keep picking against Kentucky. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Yo, you're going to get him, all right, you, once you least expect it. So, <laughs> now, I, I, I hear what you're saying. The only thing, like, one of the things you hit on was Tony. If Tony wasn't playing – Week one, I don't think Miami would have lost. I think Florida would have lost, you know. So right. he is the X factor because Dan, I'm sure, had a handful of plays that were just for him. And the fact that he's not there, they're going to have to adjust. They're going to have to find some other playmakers. And I don't know, man. Kentucky was playing sound ball there at the end of uh, last week. So I, I like the progression. They came out a little sloppy against Toledo. But, I mean, do you honestly expect, expect Franks to just bomb it and air it out and, and you know, have this, these defensive backs on their heels? If, if he does somehow come together week three and, and you know, he finds his chemistry with his, his wide receivers and he, he gains that confidence, you know, they've whispered it in his ears for, you know, 13 months now. So he, he should be good psychologically. And if he comes out – and does that. That's the only concern I have with Kentucky is if Franks does get a pattern, if he does get comfortable, if he's not rushed, then, you know, these defensive backs cannot keep up with these receivers, period. I mean, this is the best group of receivers that they're going to face in for a while. You know what I'm saying? So Maybe that's all my, season. It, it could be, absolutely. And so I'm not – that's my only concern. So when it really comes down to quarterbacks, that's it, man. Does Franks get it? If and and that's I think maybe when it boils down to it, I just have more confidence in Kentucky system than I do Frank's arm right now. So that's why that's why I decided to switch here at the last and give Kentucky the edge. All right, Shane. I just want to run down our picks real quick here. A recap of all of them. Uh, Kansas State, Mississippi State. We both have Mississippi State winning and covering. And, and keep in mind, we're assuming Tommy Stevens is going to play. Uh, we both have Georgia beating Kansas State, uh, or excuse me, Arkansas State, obviously. But you've got Arkansas State covering the, or no, you've got Georgia covering the 32. I've got mm-hmm. Arkansas State covering that. Uh, Alabama, we both have winning at South Carolina. And we both have South Carolina covering the 25 and a half. Colorado State at Arkansas. Shane's pulling for the upset here. He's picking Colorado State. I'm picking Arkansas to win and cover the 10. And then uh, Kent State visiting Auburn. Shane's going with Auburn and the points there, 35-point spread. I'm going with Kent State to cover that, but, of course, Auburn to win. And then last but not least, we just did it here. I'm picking Florida to cover and win the at Kentucky, while Shane's got Kentucky pulling the upset. <laughs> Sounds good. Now, now you. I know everybody's curious. Where did Shane put his money? You know, because <laughs> you guys want to make money. I get that. Okay, 
So my $100 lock of the week goes none other to touchdown Tommy, Mississippi State. I just think that this game has potential to be a freaking barn burner. Another coming out party. I think Tommy's going to be okay. And uh, I, I really do. I, even though I predicted that score, it would not surprise me if they if they hang if they beat these guys by thirty. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. Hundred dollar lock of the week. And Kansas State's been playing some cupcakes, Shane. It's a different story when you come down to the SEC. Absolutely, ears pinned back on defense. Uh, Joe's just—he's excited, you know. He's—he's he's brought out the old PlayStation. He's playing NCAA, you know. He's finding plays. He says, "Hey, I want my quarterback to run this." So they're going to come out. They're going to have fun. And uh, oh, did I mention they got the best running back in the SEC? You know, so they're—they're going to get a full dose of heel too. All right, Shane. I'm ready for this weekend. It's uh, it's a little bit of a cupcake weekend here, Shane, but we still got a couple mm-hmm. of games here that I'm really excited to see, and then we'll get into week four action. We're going to have some some serious conference games coming up the following weekend, but hey, Shane, just think, uh, we're waiting for this for nine months. I'll take this <laughs> late a weekend games any day of the week. I'm fired up for some SEC football. Oh, uh, me too, man. And it's a one it's a one TV kind of Saturday, Mike, you know? I mean, <laughs> nothing against Northwest Community College or Southeast Missouri State Academy of Prep you boys or whatever they are. <laughs> it's you know, I, I've got my schedule lined up. Uh I I'm excited because we do have some really good games and and, and it's gonna end with Kentucky and Florida. And I think there's a lot, like you've kind of brought up several times this week, there's a lot riding on this game, and I think it involves the future of both programs. Mm-hmm. All right, Shane, that's going to do it for us. Uh, as always, we like to remind the listeners, please give us a uh, five-star hearts rating and reviews on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out. And we're rolling out, Shane, on Friday. This is going to be a treat. Uh, we've been waiting for this one. We've got a new logo coming out so give us some feedback on that let us know what you think about it uh but i think that's going to do it for us shane unless you got anything before we hop off here no baby i'm just ready for some more football tennessee can't go oh three i mean it's impossible <laughs> right you know so um, i'm hoping to be a little bit more positive this monday mike i've been kind of down so uh but that's all i got man just looking forward to game time and, and uh i will catch you guys on the uh one last thing too uh we are going to try to uh, we are active on reddit during game day so you know if you want to jump on the reddit page that sec podcast uh just jump on there and holler at us uh, we've always got some uh game threads going and things like that it's just it's just really fun to interact with everybody that loves uh sec football man absolutely shane so thank you for joining me as always thank you everyone for tuning in we really do appreciate it i'll catch you on the next one shane all right see you guys go vols
Mike's messing with me. Hey, buddy. Mike. Yes, sir. Oh, my God. Did you not get any of that? I heard you say Frank's and his efficiency. Son of a bitch. <laughs> what is up with these computers, Mike? I Good God. I'm the only one up in the house, so I don't know I don't know why the internet would be no, so. No, it's it's no, it's not you, it's me this time. <laughs>